Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation on this week's episode, the 40th episode of Conversate. We are talking about work. Follow me, go and be workers. Uh, it's estimated that the average person spends about 90,000 hours of their life at work. That's approximately one third of your life. So the question is, do you believe God created that work for you? If so, what does he have in store for you to do there? Is it just to collect a paycheck and work for the weekend, or is there more to it? Well, Kevin and Aaron, I, we are going to discuss this in this episode. We hope you enjoy it. Hey, Kevin. Aaron. How you doing, man? I'm all right, man. How are you doing today? I am doing so well, especially... When I look at you and I feel like I'm just looking in a mirror, you know, if you had your glasses on today, we would just be like matchy matchy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the people at home can see our shirts, but we are festive looking. Mm-hmm. You got some uh, bunnies on your shirt, I see. And you got floral patterns. I, I do. Yeah. yeah. Life. There we go. The right. abundance of life That's or right. something like that. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, this is a this, Kevin pop quiz. Mm. Yes. Can you tell me which episode of Conversate we are on this week? I believe this is the 40th episode. The 40th episode? Do you believe it? Number 40. That's big, man. That is big. Technically, it's our 41st week of doing this podcast. However, we didn't do it last week, right? So we were pretty tied up and we had vacation Bible school at our church and uh, so there were a lot of things going on in addition in our roles and our lives in addition to that. And so, you know, sorry to our faithful listeners at home. You missed one. And uh, we're just going to kind of press on with our normal theme following after what we did uh, the, the, the week prior in the sermon. And so uh, this week on Sunday, our theme that I preached on was follow me go and be workers. Mm-hmm. Go and be workers. Uh, Kevin, I mentioned in the, in the sermon, I don't know if you remember, but uh, the, the, I, I had this uh, summer job on the grounds crew uh, at Concordia University in St. Paul. Did you, ever, did you ever do any of that sort of summer job work I, stuff? Yeah, I did actually. I did at uh, so Concordia University, Wisconsin, where I did my undergrad. Uh, I wasn't on the grounds crew, but there's kind of like two summer crews, right? There's either the grounds crew uh, that people worked on, or there was kind of the indoor crew, which was the uh, house housekeeping. Okay. And that's what I was on. I was on the housekeeping yeah. crew, yeah. Was that like, so like people would move out of their dorms, and then you guys would go into the dorms, clean up, and get them ready during the summer? Yep. Is that what you guys, Exactly. Flipping deal? mattresses, uh, did a lot of carpet cleaning. That was a, uh, a pretty significant piece of that job. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it was, I don't know, that's, yeah, a similar job that was kind of like, well, and you mentioned in your sermon this guy, not his real name. Not his real name. I don't even know if the guy's still living, but we're just, yeah, Ralph. I call Ralph. him Ralph. Ralph. So, Sounds like a, you know, kind of a, Grumpy old man. He wasn't, though. He was actually really funny. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not a grumpy old man, but he was just, he, he, was, he, was, he was actually kind of fun to work with, but he was just, he just did not care about the job. Like, sure. he, but he, he, he had a good attitude about life, mm-hmm. but not about the work. He was just complacent, just kind of, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I said this in, yeah, I said this in the sermon, you know, his, his thing that he always said to us was, hey guys, whenever they come around, boys, you just got to look busy. Just got to look busy. <laughs> <laughs> we would always, like, the fellow students and stuff would be like, who are they? Like, who are these? <laughs> the secret police. Yeah, I don't the know. The grounds police. <laughs> So, yeah, he taught us how to, how to, you know, lean on the shovel and stare at the hole and all that kind of stuff just to, to mm. look busy. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, the, the, what I was trying to set up in that, in that sermon is, you know, the reality in Genesis 3 is that, um, that work uh, is broken. Work is affected by, um, by the fall into sin. Some people think that work is a result of sin. Like, man, if there was no sin in the world, I wouldn't have to go to work. You know, mm. I could just kick back and put my feet up and just do whatever I want. Man, that is what heaven is going to be like. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we know from the scriptures, and I pointed this out to you, that Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, uh, it says that, that the Lord God placed the man into the Garden of Eden to work it, and keep it. So, so man was created actually to, to work uh, in the creation mm-hmm. and to, to do it like, to, like God, to give it life and care for the life and sustain the life that God created. When I was say, I mean, it makes sense that, that we were designed and built to work because we're built in the image of God, right? So God created us in his image, also in Genesis, uh, which means, you know, we kind of take after God in our qualities, or, or at least I think when we are living when we fall in line with how we were designed to live, yeah. then we're going to take after kind of the way God uh, uh, lives and moves in the world, right? right. And, and life kind of feels good when we hit that groove too, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, this is good. Right. And so, uh, yeah, so like, just like God worked uh, his work of creation, um, so we're kind of built to work. Right. And actually, when I think not in so much in, in undergrad, but actually graduating from college, uh, I kind of went through a tough season early on of, of finding good work for me. Hmm. So I bounced around two, three different jobs. I, <laughs> I sold phone, internet, and TV door to door. I sold uh, insurance over the phone. Um, I interviewed for some weird credit card thing. I, that didn't even pan out. I worked one day there. And I was really? Like, no, yeah, I'm not doing it. it was sketchy. <laughs> but, but what I found was... Um, after, that, the, after I fell out of those jobs and I went through this period of not having work, and even in those jobs where the work really wasn't like, like I wasn't cut out for the work I was trying to do. Okay. I had kind of like an identity crisis in it. You know, like it didn't feel good huh. not to have good work. Huh. It doesn't feel good to be unemployed. And there was a friend of mine uh, from, from my hometown. We met up at a, at a wedding later that summer. And our friend who was getting married, like he had a solid accounting job. He's getting married now. So all these pieces of his life are coming together very well. Yeah. And me and my friend are like, dude, we barely, we feel like we barely survived, you know. Oh. But part of it came out of not having good work to do. Okay. And uh, yeah, contrary to the idea that it's just ah, the best, you know, just bliss to yeah. sit around and do nothing. It's not actually, uh, you know, yeah. uh, we want, we, can, we kind of crave some sort of purpose. Right. Uh, and we have that in our work. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, however, I've, I've seen, there's a positive side to this, right? Mm-hmm. That 
when we, when we live at our work like God has created us to live at our work, it, it gives us fulfillment and meaning and purpose. That's, that's a good thing. Hmm. Um, but sometimes people take it almost too far and they wrap up their, their whole identity in their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, somebody, somebody might, somebody might uh, just always be seeking after the next promotion and the next promotion, the next promotion, thinking that if they don't get that next promotion or get that next qualification, that next certification, that they must not, uh, must not be qualified, must not be good, must not, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so there's this like tension where, work does help to fulfill us and give us good purpose but if we take it too far we can like put our whole identity in our work and and instead of you know ultimately ultimately finding our identity in being god's child you know and a, and a creation of god sure yeah yeah and you know honestly like part of part of that was probably going on for me right like okay. finding some identity you know because i'm having this crisis I mean, it was rooted very much in my work, and I'm glad you, you bring that out because um, what, what that season then afforded me to do was, uh, well, kind of for God to do, was for, for God to try and help show me, you know, hey, what, here's, look at the skills I have given you. Yeah. You know, uh, take stock of, of yourself and how I've created you to be yeah. and find a place where you fit in, you know, with those, with those skills and, and abilities, which I really hadn't, I mean, it sounds kind of goofy, but I really hadn't done that in college. Hmm. You know, I kind of just was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. It's the yeah. next thing, so I'll just go. Uh, yeah. But I hadn't really thought about, well, what are actually the, the gifts that God has uh, given me that I can contribute to the world hmm. in some way? And that's a better, better you know, like rooting ourselves in, in, in our identity in God. Yeah. Um, and is, uh, yeah, because I, I hear what you're saying. You don't want to get caught up in thinking that your work is going to be your validation. Right. So, and I, I agree with you, but what I hear you saying is, you know, when thinking about what kind of work to do in this world, especially when we're talking about like the place that gives us a paycheck. Yeah, right. That first we should start by looking to God for, uh, for all of our identity, all of our purpose to say, God, you know, what gifts have you gifted me with? You know, what did you create me to be good at and passionate about? What skills do I have that are, that are unique and can play a role in this world? And start there and then say, God, now put me to, to work, doing your work mm. at work in, in this world, uh-huh. uh, wherever that is, and then, and then pursue a career or a job based off of that. Because uh, I, think, I think a lot of people... Um, you know, maybe they want to, maybe they do it like that, but they also add in that element of like, you know, I also want to get the, the highest paying job. You know, <laughs> I, I want to get the one that's going to have the, the best benefits and the biggest perks and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the greatest growth capacity and all those kinds of things and, and use that as much more of a motivating factor than how can I be used by God in this place. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I, and I think that helps us sort out, too. So, like, on, on the one hand, like you were saying uh, before, um, there's, there's a danger in uh, maybe overworking or finding so much value in our work that, 
well, it's kind of all we focus on and do, and maybe we neglect then other areas of our life that we actually want to be taking care of, whether it's our family or our own health or um, or even just our trust in that, you know, the world's going to keep spinning even if I don't go to work today, you know? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm not the one that makes the world move. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, then you mentioned this in your sermon too, sometimes we can have a very, like, apathetic... Yeah, and because I, I said, and I, I've just, this is based on my own experience um, and, and seeing how people respond to the fact that, that work is broken and that work is, is hard. Um, so that, that was the curse, right? So God, in Genesis 2, God said, you know, put the man in the garden to work it and keep it. Mm-hmm. In Genesis 3, when sin enters the world, God says to the man, well, by the sweat of your brow, you are now going to have to tend to the ground. You know, um, there will be thorns and thistles. Um, you know, I mean, very practically speaking, I was mowing my yard uh, earlier today and my brow sweated, you know? I mean, and then I'm looking at my yard and there's, there's tons, of, tons of weeds and not the beautiful grass that I would love to have it be, you know? I mean, there's just really like practical reality of like, man, yeah, it's just it's not all that enjoyable, it's not all that fun, like mm-hmm. some of that stuff. So, so because work has fallen and we are fallen people, how do we respond to this fallenness, yeah. right? On one side, I think, on one extreme is apathy, mm-hmm. like the example of Ralph, somebody who's like, I don't know, like I don't really care about this job. It gives me a paycheck and I just work for the weekends and, and the evenings, you know. That's all I do. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, there's the other extreme where people tend towards uh, workaholism, which would be the kind of the opposite attitude, which is, man, this work is, is hard. There's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of obstacles in my way. But if I just keep working and work harder and longer, then I'm going to be able to outwork this broken work. Mm. And I'll show that work, you know, who's boss. Um, and so, you know, Ralph kind of has this one attitude and I... Th- you know, I wouldn't, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a workaholic, but I, I definitely, if I'm going to tend towards one side of that, that spectrum, it's definitely towards uh, working too hard or too, too long. Like, I don't, I don't go really to apathy too much, but mm. I just, like, I just kind of just keep going and try to outwork it, you know. Sure. So I don't know if you've seen that or experienced that yourself or where you kind of fall on that. I feel like I fluctuate, like, because in my, in, in my view of myself, I feel like I can get very apathetic and okay. just be like, you know, forget it. Like, I don't, I don't even care. I just okay. get frustrated by the, by the sweat, I suppose. Okay. And I want to get, you know, just like give up and throw, and throw it in. Uh, but then, like, I get feedback from other people in my life who say, oh, Kevin, like, no, like, you, you, like, really push yourself pretty hard. And, like, I, I don't see you resting, uh-huh. you know, uh, as much as I think would be good for you. So I don't know if I just... I, I'm certainly not finding a happy medium, uh, no matter how I'm slicing it. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that happy medium then. Yeah. Like if that's if that's what people kind of tend to do in their sinful nature, you know, mm. try to just the, the work's too hard, so I'm not going to do it, or the work's too hard, so I'm going to just out, try to outwork it. There, I would say that the faithfulness or living as a Christian person in this world, it's got to be somewhere in the middle, and so I. Th- I think maybe we've already said it, but just to kind of say it again, I would say the way that we get there is first by looking to God for our identity, for our value, for our hope and our purpose and all of that kind of stuff. And then 
we step into the world and we go to work doing the kind of work that God works in us. And I don't think I said this precisely in my sermon mm. like this, but I thought of it after the fact and, and it's kind of stuck in my head, but you could say like, get to work, at work, doing the kind of work that God works in you. So get to work at, at your workplace, doing the kind of work that God works in you. But then, all right, I understand get to work, at work, but what is the kind of work that God works in me? Mm. And, well, what, what kind of work? I mean, we say that God is a worker. What kind of work does God do? I would say it's always life-giving work. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his work in creation, right? I mean, we said it, we pointed it out with our shirt, right? <laughs> yeah. God created life, a teeming, abundant life. Um, obviously, the fall into sin happened, but Jesus Christ came as human life. God took on human life, mm-hmm. and he lived as one who gave life to people who felt like their lives were falling apart. Um, he, he made the blind see. He made the deaf hear. He made the lame walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he cleansed the lepers. He raised the dead, right? All these things that were just kind of broken in people's lives. He restored life to them. So, that's the kind of work that Jesus does in us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he recreates us. I mean, it starts at our baptism, right? Where we're made new, washed clean, welcomed into God's family as a child of his. He does it on a daily basis by speaking forgiveness to us. Mm-hmm. Um, he sustains our lives on a daily basis, right? I mean, Martin Luther says he gives us clothing and shoes, house and home, land, animals, and all that I have, right? That's right and he yeah. daily and richly takes takes care of us as well so god is always doing this life and then the greatest thing that we're promised is eternal life resurrection from the dead Mm. through the death and resurrection of jesus so it's all about this like life giving life sustaining life renewing so is it possible for us to work that kind of work at our workplace that's the question Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i would say yes but I'm, I'm, you and I are also speaking as pastors, you know? Sure. Um, so, I mean, we need to, you know, admit that we have a unique um, role in this world in our vocation, our jobs. But that's why at the end of my sermon, I, I had uh, Joe Battisfor, you know, a friend, a disciple right. uh, um, of mine, come uh, and, and speak and share about uh, how he puts his faith into work um, at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, like, it's one thing for me to say, like, hey, you know, try to live like Jesus and tell people about Jesus and care for people at your work. And some people are saying, man, I'm not, I'm not even allowed to do that. Like my boss and my, the government or whatever has told me I can't mm-hmm. literally do that. So how can, I, how, how can I do this work of God in my workplace where maybe I'm not supposed to or I don't, don't know how to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I wanted to bring Joe up and I thought he did a good job uh, sharing and explaining what he does. And, and what, basically what he said is he just, he begins with prayer. Uh, God, open up my eyes uh, to the opportunities that you're putting in front of me to share my faith and to, you know, do your kind of work in this world. And he said, and then God opens up his eyes, you know? <laughs> I mean, there's something real about that in that intentionality of our prayer. Mm. Like, to, to, like, I don't know if you've ever if you've ever done that where it's like 
where you pray very specifically, God, I want you to do something in my life. Uh, or, I mean, just be very practical and pointed, you know, pray like Joe does. God, open up my eyes to opportunities to live like you or speak like you in my workplace. All of a sudden, you go to your workplace and then you start seeing those opportunities. You're like, whoa, were these here all along, God? Or did you just start doing that when I started praying? I think they were there all along. It's just now you've prayed it and so it's kind of become a reality for you and and put you in touch with what God is um, already at work doing at your work. So, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's I think that's exactly right. And I think there's kind of almost like two sides to when we think about the life work then. Like on the one hand, there's like, there is just the actual sharing of Jesus, which is kind of what you're talking about with Joe, you know, the actual sharing of, of maybe why we, because well, we're talking about like an attitude of life work okay. and then also this kind of life work of sharing Jesus. So like sharing Jesus is one piece of that, but then the attitude that goes with it, which isn't the apathy or the overwork, Mm-hmm. But kind of just like, no, I'm here because God has given me these gifts, these abilities, and I want to use them to benefit my neighbor, yeah. you know? Like, that's why I'm here. And I think that when that's your attitude, if that's your attitude, uh, and then you're praying for these opportunities to, mm-hmm. you know, share why you work the way you work, you know, or share uh, a Jesus with those in your workplace, you're going to get those opportunities because you are going to look different. Yeah. You know, and that's what yeah. we, we talk about holiness sometimes in the church. And that doesn't mean, you know, just like, oh, I'm, I dress very modestly and, you know, like, oh, like I'm, I'm so different that way. But holiness, I mean, you are set apart. You're different. Yeah. Um, and, and I think most people, when they go to work, they kind of do embody one of those two, either the apathy or the overwork. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's too many who are like, just, you know, I'm excited to be here because God's given me this body to do work and yeah. I get to like bless other people. Yeah. And I don't know that that's a super common uh, 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 motive or vibe that a, that a worker has. So if you, if you have that, mm. I think your coworkers are going to end up asking, like, why, why, how are you that positive about your work? Or yeah. why do you um, work the way you do, you know, or... Um, yeah, I don't know, you can be an agent of, of even um, maybe better, better work morale uh, in, in your workplace even. Yeah, I think, I think you're definitely right. I mean, I just think of it like this. I mean, how would Jesus do your job? Hmm. <laughs> right? Um, what, what, how would Jesus act at your, at your workplace? I mean, it's kind of cliche, but I mean, my mind's going back to those bracelets we had as kids, you know, WWJD, what would Jesus do? I mean, yeah. there's something to that, but I, I would say even more so, like, Jesus says, follow me. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about in the sermon series. Follow me. Mm-hmm. Guess where Jesus is saying, follow me? Each day as you go to work. Yeah. So Jesus is already at work, at your work, doing his work, mm. <laughs> preparing in advance for you good works to do. That's what Ephesians 2 says, right? You are created in Christ Jesus for good works, right? That he prepared in advance for you, before you. So, um, so Jesus says, follow me to your work. So Jesus is already at work there. Um, and so what is the kind of work Jesus does? It's, again, it's always life-giving work. Mm-hmm. It's always peace-filled work. Uh, it's work that has value and, and purpose and brings light into darkness and life to death. And so, uh, so like, there is a way to do that and, and to work 
life-creating work, life-sustaining work. So whether you're doing that, you know, I mean, I used some examples in the sermon, but, you know, as a janitor, like, can somebody as a janitor do this life-giving work? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, hmm. um, you know, cleaning toilets, mopping floors, this is good stuff to do. I mean, I, when I go into, like, filthy places or restaurants or whatever, you're like, do these people not care, you know? Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, like, working on the grounds crew, working maintenance, or, like, those are, those are things that have, have value and, and life-giving ability, not just, not just the work we do as pastors, but, but everything. I mean, data entry on a computer, is that, is that necessary for your job uh, and, and the workplace that you're doing? Can you do that to the best of your ability using your God-given gifts with great joy and passion and zeal, you know? Yeah, absolutely. If you're a secretary, can you answer the phone with a spirit of kindness and gentleness and, and, and care and compassion? Absolutely. So all of these, all of these things have the capacity to be done in the kind of light of the work that Jesus is already at work doing in us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, lots to say. Lots yeah. To say. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, at that point there too, I, it reminds me a little bit of Paul's conversation of like the many parts of the body as well in the church okay. and that every, every part is essential too. Then that's why you're getting that, like no matter what the work it is that you're doing, yeah. um, it's part of a larger whole and all of it has value. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no part that's unneeded or unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And the world that we live in is pretty intricate in terms of how it works, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and if we, we think God's working in it all, and, and, it, and he is, mm-hmm. then he's working, yeah, from, you know, the CEOs of the major companies all the way down to, uh, like you said, the cleaning crew, yeah. uh, bringing order out of chaos, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. around the building. Right. Yeah. Right. So with all that being said, I mean, we could, we, we could go kind of on and on, but I think we've identified, you know, the fact that God created us to work. Mm-hmm. Like, our, like, our, like everything else, work has fallen, so our attitude's about it. Um, but we can find our, our identity in God and then work as his workmanship in this, in this world. And so um, I pray that, you know, those of you listening, that this was a beneficial conversation for you, maybe shaping your attitudes or challenging you about either the kind of work that you're doing, the kind of work that you did, or ultimately, hopefully, thinking about how to step into that workplace um, again, doing the kind of work that God is at work, you know, working in you. Uh, so Kevin, you know, it is, it is a true joy to get to work with you always. Uh, and the fact that we get to do this kind of stuff for our work is uh, pretty cool. So thank you all for tuning in again this week on this 40th episode. We've made it. You know, 40 is a good biblical number, That's by right. the way. And yeah. You look it up if you don't know. Type in 40. 40. 40 days, 40 weeks, 40 years. It is very biblical. So anyways, Kevin, as always, buddy, it was good to conversate with you. And likewise, man. 